Clothing often is more than just self-expression. In our society, clothing can often be associated with double standards, sexual orientation, religious beliefs, stereotypical gender roles, and more. Skirts versus trousers, blouses versus shirts, shoes versus boots. We want to explore what exactly is women's clothing and what do some clothes mean when women wear them? What representation do clothes have? She, a podcast for the non-traditional woman. I'm Tiana. And I'm Sophie. And And we're we're a a couple. couple. Join us as we break down the modern feminine experience and explore an alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society. Hey everyone, and welcome to our 21st episode of SHE, an acronym for Shifting Her Experience. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next Woman of the Week. And if you're interested in reading over some of the topics we discuss in our podcast, we've actually started a blog on our website geared towards non-traditional topics and expanding on some of the episodes we've released. Yeah, so go check out our website to read over some of our blogs and share them with like-minded people or people who need to be educated. So yeah, lots of content coming from a non-traditional, unconventional point of view, and we're really excited about it. Yes, we are. Well, as always, we'd like to shout out our Woman of the Week, Shauna O'Mahony, who's a big fan of our podcast and is loving our blunt honesty and says she is inspired by our discussions. So that's so great to hear, Shauna. Thank you. Um, That's exactly what we aim to do, get people thinking and discussing. Yeah, we're always aiming to get our listeners thinking and having discussions with the people around them too. So that's great. Yeah. So today we're going to chat about the perceptions behind women's clothing and some of the oppressive undertones behind clothing labeled as women's. Yeah, we're going to start off by talking about what society classifies as women's clothing. And, you know, we as a society tend to segregate clothing based on gender. That's no secret. You know, when you Google search women's clothing, it's basically all feminine, tight-fitting dresses, floral prints, and other items deemed appropriate quotations for women to wear. So we get a feel here for the expectations of how women are supposed to dress. Now, if you Google men's clothing, on the other hand, it's like suits and dress shirts, loungewear, amongst other things, all of which women can wear. So let's chat about the first issue with women's clothing. And that is the judgment behind clothing and if it's gender appropriate enough for society. Yeah, I mean, what happens when a woman doesn't want to wear the clothes that they find in the average Google search? <laughs> I mean, of course, there are different genres of women's clothing to choose from in different styles. Like, you could choose a grunge style, hipster style, denim jeans and a t-shirt style. But what happens when women choose a style that's considered a little more edgy and less feminine? A great example, um, I have always worn dresses and skirts. I've also always worn boots, jeans, t-shirts. But when I came out and started to date women, I was told that my clothing style had changed and I looked like a lesbian now. What does that even mean? I don't know. I, <laughs> but like I actually still pretty much have the same style as before I came out. But because I came out, my clothing was scrutinized. I'm not even surprised. And that's interesting because oftentimes people use someone's appearance and clothing as a way to label them. And like, aka, if you never wear dresses, you're somehow more masculine. Or if you wear pink, you're more feminine. Like, so they were trying to make sense of your identity to prove to themselves that you've changed, you know, or to justify your label label of bisexual or gay absolutely you know nobody took any interest in my style before I came out and then after I did it was 
Oh, this is something interesting now that we've noticed about Sophie. But really, my style is actually pretty much the same. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting because my style is really based on two major rules. And that's, you know, number one, comfort. Number two, do I like the clothes? And when I shop for clothes, like I'm not thinking of society. I'm thinking of myself and what I like, and what I think suits my body. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I've always been someone who prefers wearing jeans, shorts and pants over dresses, but I do like a skirt here and there. And if it's a fancy event, like sure, I like mixing it up with a nice dress. But in general, I feel more comfortable in my style when I wear maybe a bit like of edgier clothing and even playing with the line between like masculine and feminine. I think that's super fun. Like I'll wear a skirt but with Doc Martens or I like mixing the two since like I really do believe no one should be confined to certain clothing because of their gender. Yeah. Why is there only one universal style when you search your Google women's clothing? Yeah. And it's interesting to see society's reactions and sometimes the confusion of, oh, she's wearing Doc Martens and a button up shirt, but she's got long hair and she's wearing feminine jewelry. It's like society can't figure out how to categorize you it's like that like math woman meme you know like when you look at someone and that's a problem in itself and we'll dive deeper into gender and clothing as we go through but exactly I love love that point about society cannot figure out how to categorize you because that's exactly what the issue of like women's clothing is you know um well another issue with women's clothing in society is comfortability And this is something I personally have a huge issue with. Oh, women's clothing is naturally more tight-fitting and exhausting to wear. Absolutely. You know, I mentioned in another episode before that I have endometriosis. And a major symptom of this condition is bloating and extreme swelling of the abdomen. So as much as I love a good jeans and t-shirt and my Birkenstocks, I tend to wear a lot more dresses and jumpsuits to avoid a waistband. (laughs) Because, you know, first of all, clothes that fit me one day other days I'm like way too swollen for them and second of all um I'm in like too much pain to wear waistbands so like that's how I choose clothes yeah and that's something we as a society don't consider clothing companies don't design women's clothing for comfort we design women's clothing for presentation I went on a rant even in our last episode as to how women's clothing rarely features pockets and It's just not practical. Men's clothing has pockets to hold their wallets, but we take advantage of women expecting them to buy separate apparatuses to hold their wallets because, you know, they're expected to carry makeup and all this other like random crap, you know, (laughs) that like I don't carry. And if you do, amazing. But why is our clothing designed to not be practical? We're meant to carry bags because we're supposed to be like uh, Mary Poppins who carries like all of these like massive random things in her bag. (laughs) Uh, We're supposed to carry makeup with us because god forbid we go out without our lip gloss or like you know we don't touch up our foundation and we're supposed to have like all of these yeah extra added things and um I have definitely like and I still do carry a bag from here from time to time but like they're heavy with all like the crap inside and yeah like I when I started dating you and you were like yeah I'm not wearing bags I don't never (laughs) wear wear a purse like I love that I mean like I feel freer when I walk out without like a big heavy bag on me stuff that like I don't use that much inside like why am I taking this so I'll bring this just in case I need it and yeah I've always had an issue with like things not being designed to carry what you need you know I don't want to have to buy a purse to carry my phone yeah well you don't need like a carry-on luggage (laughs) to go to the shop you know (laughs) you just need like you know your your phone your keys and your purse like your wallet so that's all um but yeah comfort like for me is uh just going back to that is like 
categorical um, when shopping for clothes. You know, comfort is is not just physical. It's important as well to be mentally comfortable in your clothes. In other words, wearing something that you want to wear, that you feel mentally comfortable in. You know, when you leave the house that you feel good, you look good, which goes back to the issue of gender based clothing. Society judges people for wearing what they want, especially in regards to what gender you are. And why is women's clothing all designed to be tighter? You know, like I'm just thinking here, it's a tighter, uncomfortable version of what we have available for men. And women's clothing is designed to leave marks on your body when there's no need for women's clothing to be so restricting. Why do we design women's clothing like this? And honestly, like, I'll tell you why. It's because women's clothing is designed to highlight how slim and how fit a woman is whereas men's clothing is designed to give them room to grow like I sound like I'm talking about like men's clothing as maternity wear but no it's true um women like you know they're expected to show off their figure and like yeah like you said highlight you know their curves boobs bum all of this um when they're wearing their clothes and we've talked about beauty standards in another episode before and If your figure isn't what society wants to see, then you get judged for wearing it when in reality, like all bodies are beautiful. Yeah, it's like you're part of a daily Miss Universe pageant that no one (laughs) asked for, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But the next issue we have with the label of women's clothing is what society deems is appropriate for work and school environments. So, you know, we expect women to dress a certain way at work and we even go as far as banning certain outfits for women in schools. Yeah, you know, I remember writing an article a while back about um, kids in American schools that were sent home or disciplined for wearing clothes that the school board deemed too inappropriate. I remember. Yeah, and out of the 22 students that I researched, one was a male student and his clothes were ripped and uh, had like minor like little tears in his jeans and it was like a social class issue. But the 21 other students were teenage girls and children um children yeah whose clothes were quote distracting to the boys Uh, another quote leggings were distracting to male teachers these are teenage girls um one girl was ordered by her principal to put duct tape over her ripped jeans and she did and a five-year-old was told she quote needed privacy because she wore a dress with spaghetti straps what does that even mean to like need privacy, like cover up? I, I know I'm, this is the actual quote and it's like a weird thing to say, but this is exactly what the teacher told her. So, I mean, my also guess five year old kid. Like, yeah, that's your my own guess is she said like, you know, she meant cover up your shoulders. She said to her, you need privacy. In other words, like you don't wear that in public. You wear it in private. Well, yeah, young girls at school are taught that certain articles of clothing are too revealing or too distracting and that classic story of girls being sent home in school for wearing clothes that the principal has deemed distracting or teachers and first of all boys do not get sent home for having distracting clothing and second of all what is wrong with that message like we're placing the blame on the woman and saying her clothing is too distracting for who For those sexualizing her, of course. Yeah, the responsibility is taken off those who are thinking the sexual thoughts when women wear clothes. And not just certain types of clothes, any type of clothes. When I did this article, I noticed that these outfits that were judged by teachers were not revealing at all. Not that it matters. Yeah. But another thing that pisses me off is that when women do cover up, we hear, oh, she's so frigid. 
Or like if she wears baggy clothes that she's comfortable in, she gets teased for being a lesbian or she gets teased for being too masculine. There's nothing wrong with, first of all, being a lesbian lesbian, and there's nothing wrong with, with wearing masculine, or... masculine clothes totally. or, or being masculine presenting. And I got that before I even came out, yeah. you know, and I have dressed feminine. But if I wore clothes that appeared like More a little edgy, yeah, yeah. or a little edgy, like this is what I got. Another example, you know, of a mental shortcut to defining someone like we don't like these. We don't like those. <laughs> and yeah, we are teaching women at an early age that who they are, their worth, their value is dependent on what they look like and what they wear. Not to mention girls getting sent home from school for their clothing is proof that a woman's appearance is valued over her education. Oh, completely. I mean, not to mention when they grow up and are in an even more professional environment like work. Yeah, let's chat about women's clothing and work environments. <laughs> you know, it's no secret that women aren't taken seriously if they are not dressed professionally, especially when they're in a leadership position. But a male who wears a t-shirt and jeans is deemed a cool, relaxed boss. I've seen it before, mm -hmm. like firsthand. Yeah, society doesn't consider you to be very professional unless you dress professionally. Um, and a really specific example I have for this is that like, I've heard so many times over the years about women in academic roles who dress a little more eccentric because that's their style and I've heard like these women being referred to as wacky or cuckoo because they are maybe a little hippie looking and like this judgment discredits or harms the reputation of people for being themselves True. you know why does professional clothing matter though really I mean are you less intelligent if you wear certain clothes society would say yes yeah I think you make a very interesting point and it's interesting to even just go and think about it on your own um, and this also ties into the sexualization that goes behind women's clothing, which is another major double standard in our society. And ironic, isn't it, that the sexualization of women is encouraged from young boys at such a young age, you know. So if you gave several examples of young women at school being sent home for how they dress. So this begins at a young age and it's taught, internalized and encouraged consistently. Yeah, but you know, what's interesting about sexualizing women based on clothing um is body types there are two sides to sexualizing there is fetishizing and mocking one is considered sexy the other is considered not sexy but both have sexual expectations so if a woman walks past a group of men and she is what society considers sexy and she's wearing a pair of hot pants men are likely to comment on her sexualize her or even jeer directly at her as she walks by yeah if a woman who society doesn't consider sexy walks past perhaps she's wearing a pair of hot pants too the men will most likely comment on her because she's not up to their sexual standard you know both are sexualizing Women do not exist for sexual pleasure or gratification. This is what we need to drill into people's heads. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think that example like is tangible for people. Like you can understand that, you know, Absolutely. we've seen it. Absolutely. I mean, I've been in like countless situations where I've been with like a group of lads and they've commented on women, whether it's something like a fetish or whether mocking. it's mocking. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And another issue that ties into sexualization and the double standard within women's clothing is how society deems what's appropriate for women to wear based on body type. So exactly what you just said. Point blank, we sexualize certain types of bodies and shame others. We fetishize certain bodies and invalidate others. Yeah, so either way, it seems you can't win. Oh, exactly. And we may not even realize, but this goes as far as women themselves internalizing society's expectations and objectifying themselves. For example, we've all tried on clothes and said like, oh, I look horrible in this or my boobs look weird in this. And that's like my classic one. And while that's valid, you want to feel confident in your attire. We also put ourselves under self objectification. Mm. Like a what man looks in the mirror and says like, ah, my penis is too small in these <laughs> jeans. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no man says to himself like, oh, my arse looks too big in these jeans or I have no arse in these jeans. Like you never hear men say that. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I think us women just put a fierce amount of pressure on ourselves because female clothing is so policed. So true. Police like society monitors and enforces the standard for women's clothing. Also, let's just like quickly remember that women dress for themselves and not to impress men. So that's like another important important tidbit. Yeah, like that harmless saying, pink to make the boys wink, you know. Oh, I haven't heard that. Yeah, in other words, like, are we dressing for men? You know, are we dressing for society? Is the society we're dressing for dominated by men? Who, like, who are we dressing for? Really? Pink to make the boys wink. That's yeah, I annoying. Yeah, I always hear that <laughs> years ago when I was small. Um, but moving on to our last issue with women's clothing, um, we want to talk about victim blaming. You know, women are blamed for being sexually assaulted, sexually abused, raped, based on the clothes we wear. This is the truth and it needs to stop. Yeah, victim blaming needs to stop. There is no sexual assault without the assaulter clothing has nothing to do with it and underage women get assaulted you know young girls who are under the age of 10 even so further proving that clothing has nothing to do with it that argument as a whole is not valid yeah I mean look there's something really important that um I need to express when talking about this issue that may put it into perspective for a lot of people and a lot of people need to hear this babies are sexually abused And the elderly are sexually abused. Clothing has nothing to do with it. There was a rape trial back home in Ireland um, in 2018, so only two years ago, where the defendant's lawyer, so in other words, the rapist's lawyer, held up a pair of underwear in the courtroom to show the court that the victim what the victim was wearing you know implying that she brought the rape on herself because of the underwear that she was wearing absurd the lawyer was actually a woman so that's shocking that is something very interesting to take away from this episode um but she said in the courtroom and i quote you have to look at the way she was dressed she was wearing a thong with a lace front that is what the lawyer said two years ago in ireland in a courtroom i am truly disgusted by that comment it's yeah it was ridiculous you're an idiot ireland literally exploded the country was disgusted but it really just does put everything into perspective doesn't it Mm. that was two years ago during a trial so you know don't tell us that this doesn't go on today still because it absolutely does and it's a reality even in the u.s yeah, I mean, it's it's going on everywhere in the world, even in, West, in Western countries where you think that we're a lot more like 
advanced and um, the truth is we're not you know and I actually wrote about this exact trial in my book company alone for anyone who hasn't read it yet <laughs> yes <laughs> thanks Diana um but yeah I mean I had to write about it it bothered me so much like it, this trial maddened me oh I can only imagine I mean even just discussing it is maddening but very very relevant to what we're talking about we are talking about women's clothing and you can't talk about women's clothing without mentioning stuff like this that's going on but what's important to remember is this is going on today in this day and age, you know. Um, so for people who say like, you know, women are not as oppressed right now as they used to be years ago. Not true. Not true. You know, we're so, oppressed in different ways. Exactly. And, and we need to acknowledge that and not turn a blind eye to it. So, yeah, well said. So what's your takeaway on this topic, Soph? Um, well, I am fully aware that there is a stigma surrounding women's clothing and how women dress in present day society. However, I thought it would lessen depending on the culture um, because I lived in Dubai for four years where women, you know, have to cover up or at least be mindful of what they wear in certain places like in the mall or, you know, or else people would stare at you and you'd be told to cover up. So I was excited to move to LA where I could, you know, essentially wear what I want. Um, But when I got here, I noticed that people still stare and men still jeer. (laughs) So my point is, and I guess my takeaway is, um, this issue surrounding the clothes that women put on, it's universal. Yeah, that's a great point. It definitely is a universal issue. We're not just referring to what's going on like in North America or, you know, whatever. Or in Um, the Middle East, you know, like they're, you know... There's standards around the world that women are expected to uphold. Absolutely. So what's your takeaway then? Well, for me, simply, you know, women's clothing is a double standard. And what's appropriate to wear for women versus men is something that society has instilled in us from a young age, might I add. Like women's clothing is scrutinized and it leads to the dehumanization of us. We are not sexual objects and we are not more or less of a woman if we wear a dress or not. So wear what you want to wear and don't feel pressure to adhere to societal expectations of how a woman should dress. And a big shout out to our non-binary folks who really set the example for us. You know, we can learn something from you. It's fabric at the end of the day and whatever makes you feel comfortable and confident is what you should wear. Here, here. Well, <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, that wraps up today's episode. Uh, we love hearing your stories, always, on how you're living a non-traditional life. So keep them coming and follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next Woman of the Week. And make sure you download, rate, and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic. And let us know what your style is and how you feel about society assigning clothing by gender. See you next Tuesday. Bye.